haven't really heard what Jeremy says because I got my two Stanley Cup rings plugging my ear. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Can't wait for the men in McKinnon to hit the ice. We have you covered at the Blake Street Tavern with the NHL Center Ice Package and ESPN Plus. Guarantee you a seat with sound for every game. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. Here we are with the Can't Hear What Jeremy Says podcast coming to you live from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. North America, USA, as they used to say. We used to always have to put this long byline on, on everything we did in Denver Post. And it used to drive us crazy, so that explains that sort of inside joke there. Uh, folks, coming to you live from Edmonton with two special guests on the podcast. My colleague, Kelsey Hammond, is here to my left. And the... He needs no introduction. All I have to do is say D-Mac, and everybody knows who he is already. But Darren McKee, D-Mac from 104.3, the fan. Longtime host, ratings leader in Denver, the man in Denver. He's here in Edmonton, courtesy of Superbook, which is a great sponsor of this podcast, this website, and 104.3, the fan. Um, we're just sitting here finishing up a meal at a place called uh, Joey's Bell Tower, right next to Roger's Place in Edmonton. We are here on the afternoon of Sunday, right after the Avalanche, the day after the Avalanche beat the Edmonton Oilers 3, to go up 3-0 in the series. Um, some stuff to talk about, guys. First of all, let me introduce Kelsey to you. Kelsey, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Say hello to our rabid audience who are really, you're becoming uh, quite popular with all our readers on the site, so say hello, man. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for reading, and yeah, excited to be here, and what an experience out in Edmonton. And Mac, this is old hat for you. You've done a billion and one broadcasts, but just, it's great to have you on this podcast as a first-time guest, I believe. I've been on your show many times, but this is a reverse, finally, for a change, so how am I doing so far? Oh, you're, you're absolutely killing it. <laughs> You've set things up well. You took way too long to actually talk to me. <laughs> But other than that, you're, you're doing fine, and uh, your sartorial outfit with the shorts, with the button-down and the vest, you look fantastic. Uh, the food was absolutely delicious once it got here, once it got and we are uh, in a great place. I'm, and I'm thrilled to be hanging with Kelsey, too, and me, me and Kelsey go way back, too. I know. You two worked together back in the fan back in the she, day. Kelsey was an intern um, for me a long time ago and actually worked in my youth baseball organization doing media for that, for the Colorado Flash. Yeah, so Kelsey helped out that, and I did that for a few years. Don't do it right now. It's on pause. But Kelsey was uh, helpful when we were trying to get that going. So me and Kels go way back, so it's, it's wonderful to be here with uh, both of you guys. Great. I know you two went way back. I didn't know it's that... That's how it started. Uh, I, I didn't know you two went so far back. Kelsey's been killing it for our site. Uh, two good stories. Kelsey, let me start off asking you. Uh, I know you've written some stories for the site already, what it's been like for you. But what are your first memories here going to be, I think, the first 24 hours being in Edmonton and, and what this has been like for you? First road trip ever covering an NHL team. It had just happens to be the Western Conference Finals for us. Yeah, I mean, kind of thrown into the deep end, right? Seek or swim. But well, it's been it. it's been incredible. I think the biggest takeaway is just the the arena. Rogers Place is simply incredible. It's It takes your breath away. I mean, it's a mini museum inside the press room. 
Um, the experience, every time you walk in, is just, it's something new. You notice something different. You see, so, um, it's just incredible, for sure. You see the Gretzky statue down the street? I did. I took a picture of it. Oh, did a video. I made fun of it a little bit. Did you see the Bob and Doug McKenzie statue? Yes, I did. I, 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 I that's incredible. It's awesome. It's Who awesome. doesn't love Bob and Doug McKenzie? D-Mac, that's a little bit your, in my era, not Kelsey's, but... Doug, Bob and Doug McKenzie, fill us in on listeners who those two people were. Well, I mean, it's the Canadian version of, like, Saturday Night Live, basically. Yeah, SCTV. And, yeah, you SCTV. watch it as a kid like I did, like, teenager in New Hampshire in the 1980s? You know, not as a kid, but, you know, it's funny. When I lived in Buffalo, um, we got a lot of the Canadian uh, stations on our basic cable stuff. So we, we could kind of kind of get in line with Canadian culture while we were living in Buffalo. And... Um, I saw Bob and Doug. I don't know. I don't know how I came across them. I guess I did as a kid I was too. In an airport security line once with uh, Bob. So the other guy, not Rick Moranis, but the other dude. Uh, oh yeah. gosh, not uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't remember. The other Getting one. old. The other but guy. it was great. I had. I was too chicken to say anything. Though. I can't be that guy in a line. So you say hi to Barry Manilow, but you don't say hello. That was to... different. I mean, that was Barry. That was Barry. I was Barry. Plus, there were cameras on me at the time, too. So I knew it was going to be on a CNN documentary, which is still available, by the way. Barry Manilow documentary, CNN. Adrian Dater is featured t- not once, but twice Amazing. talking to Barry Manilow on the show. Amazing. Yes, I now can die in peace. But, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I can't be that guy otherwise. I was just like, no, nah, I can't do it. I've been in lines with some famous people, too, like Martin Sheen, Ethan Hawke. Um, a lot of athletes, of course. You know, it's like, no, nah, I can't do that. But, anyway. Um, that's great, Kelsey. You... Uh, Let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit more about us personally, and then we'll get into the app stuff. Uh, D Mac, you have really turned into a hockey guy in this playoffs. You've been in every single Avs and opposition team practice, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. For like a long time now, almost. You know, yeah. Playoffs started, but even for that, what, what, what is the, you know, what? I know you're a hockey guy at heart. You, you used to work for the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah. Well. So you go way back with hockey. You know hockey. I do. But you like, really turned into hockey. What, what's the impetus well, behind it's, it's funny. I got the worst advice ever when I was 10 years old because I had to make a choice between basketball and hockey. And I was doing, like, learn to skate, and I was also playing basketball. But it was the 80s in Massachusetts, so Larry Bird was a big hero. I know he's your guy. He's your guy. My guy. So, like, um, my parents should have really – I wasn't going to be big, tall like you, Adrian. <laughs> I, I was going to be short. They should have pushed me more towards hockey. Yeah. But my grandfather started the Hingham Skating Club – Back in the twenties, my dad wow. played. My dad played for Northeastern. Wow. Uh, my really? uncle played for Cornell. And no kidding. Yeah. So oh, wow. my dad actually played baseball and hockey. Um, for Tinker Conley was his coach for both for Northeastern, and uh, he, he had to give up hockey. He played two years of hockey, four years of baseball, um, and it just got a little too much, so he gave it up. And but my uncle played four years for Cornell um, hockey. Wow. Yeah, so hockey goes back in our family. So why they didn't push me to play hockey is actually beyond me. And then my older son played through uh, Bantams and hockey. So I'm a hockey guy, okay? You're a hockey guy. I am. It's in, in, And I was here, when I first got here, it's when the Avs were doing so well. I got here in 99, or in Colorado in 99. And what a run that was, right? And it's just the relevance of the, the Avs. They just took such a dip which was crazy to see. So I think a lot of us kind of lost touch with how great it was un- yep. until relatively recently. Yep. And and then COVID happened, unfortunately, and now the TV deal happened. So I think a lot of people have been pushed away. They're all coming back. I saw Ball Arena 
last night. I saw some highlights. It was packed there. How yeah, exciting was that? What the crowd was like there? Packed. Was, was it packed? absolutely packed? Wow, really? Oh, yeah. I think it was lower bowl only though. Right? Yeah, but still, I mean, okay. that's got to be seven, eight thousand yeah. people, something like Why that. Is it Ten bucks a seat. Yeah, I, it looked like they were having fun. That's a great deal, by the way. Avalanche. I'm going to give them a plug here. Yeah, Game Four watch party will be Monday night. Ten bucks a seat gets you in the lower bowl at Ball Arena, and you can watch it on their great jumbotron, which yeah. we agree is great. Uh, good time, yeah, hanging out with Avs fans. Uh, that's a good deal. Good on the Avalanche for doing that. Marketing wise, yeah. not always the best in the past about their marketing, but this was a good deal. So uh, good idea. Yeah, so I love the hockey, Kelsey. Kelsey's a goalie. Yeah, Kelsey's a real player. Kelsey, tell us briefly about that. How you have a hockey pass as a player? Yeah, I mean, so I went to my parents took me to my first Avalanche game when I was a kid, and I just I saw it was the the Colorado Avalanche versus the LA Kings. And I have the ticket stub and everything still. And the Avs won it. And Patrick Waugh, I think, had like an incredible game. And I was like, no, I want to do I want to do what that guy does. I want to, you know, have all the pressure. I want to be, you know, just that person. Um, my parents hated me for it. Now, after all the money for all the uh, goalie gear and the equipment, but growing like a weed at that point but it was incredible I had such a great time I played in um, high school um, played high school? Chaparral oh, yep. yeah yep Chaparral so Wolverine and you know it was just fun it's it's something that's taught me you know so much through my professional career you know writing career all of it um, it's sports are just incredible and I think yeah. hockey's obviously the best one but perseverance in a way uh, overcoming daily obstacles in a way that's what all this whole but Kelsey, that's what life is about you played all with all boys though right you never played on girls teams right you have played with boys the whole time right yeah I did, oh, I did I, know that. yeah I played with the guys um, you know so the locker room talk and kind of you know earning the respect it's not it's not anything new um, so yeah girls hockey was you know it's just not it wasn't as popular back then so it was a little yeah. bit harder to kind of find those teams and you know, get on. So, how excited are you about women's hockey today, though? I mean, honestly, you're talking to you know, 57 year old guy. I didn't grow up watching women's hockey at all. I don't even know if it even existed when I was a kid. Some of it, right? But wow, is it good now? Like the skill level, and I mean, I, when I watch USA Canada, um, honestly, I'm as riveted watching that as any game men's and I think it's as good as men's hockey. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I think yeah, men have certain physical advantages probably whatever but not that much <laughs> when it comes to hockey it's, it's really good hockey now and I think it's probably only going to get better right do you have a goal maybe and a hope to get more involved in something in that aspect maybe that as a little girl my dream was to always play for team USA for ACL surgeries kind of said you know put that away but yeah as a, a little girl growing up I wanted to play for team USA you know bring home a gold medal and so that, that passion and that drive has just never gone away. So, you know, this past Olympics when the NHL, you know, wasn't out there in attendance, I still had my excitement. And it felt like other people did too. It felt like, you know, the U.S. was excited to watch the girls take the ice and, you know, Canada versus USA. I was heartbroken when that, that lost, I think it was the last Olympics before this, that rolling puck that didn't go in and the Canada, that was heartbreaking. I was mad. I was, you know, um, that's great. I, um, you know, th- all right, let's switch to this series that we're here for. We're all here on various dimes covering this series. We're in Edmonton. That's what people want to probably talk about and listen about. Um, 
Game three was a crazy game last night. The Avs win, but they lose Nadam Kadri. Let's start off with G-Mac Alassie first. What do you think about the hit on Kadri? How much of a suspension? We don't know what will be suspension yet, but I'll ask you that first, then we'll get my next question. Well, I'd have to know what you know better than me about precedent and situations like that. He's I'm a repeat all- offender, but technically not in the last 18 months. So and yet he was suspended for faking a COVID test. Right. Which, you know, basically he's going to get suspended. Oh, we're getting some breaking news here, Adrian. Oh, I don't know. One game. Okay, I was right. Okay, does that feel about right to you If then? Elliot Fried, we're just looking at a tweet right now from Elliot Friedman, who, if Elliot reports it, it's gospel. So, okay. Okay. one game suspension for Evander Kane. All right, this is perfect then. Reaction time. Too light, too too hard, uh, too light, or uh, well, I mean, I think it's consistent with what the penalty was initially because it was a five minute with no misconduct. So, I guess that's consistent because how can you actually have a harsher penalty and not sort of um, have a harsher penalty at the time? So, I guess that's okay. I mean, um, Cadre's gonna see. This is where I feel weird. I always go back to like the Bertuzzi, Steve Moore stuff. Like this part of me is like when you do something like that, it almost feels like your punishment should be as long as the person that you hurt is out. So I know that's not the way it goes. So on that, it, it might be too light. It may be the the end of their season, though. Of course, if that's that, and you're you know, I think you it will have. be. I think it will be. But yeah. So I know. I guess that feels about right. I suppose yeah. uh, based on everything. It was interesting for Jay Woodcroft to compare what happened with Kane and Cadre to McKinnon and Dreisaitl to actually put that in the same sentence as if it was the same thing today. Well, as I told you, he's a hockey coach, and that's what they do. They're going to try and equate everything. You didn't see it if you're the coach of uh, your team that had the guy who did something wrong. You saw everything that happened against your guy. That's funny how that happens, right? Um, I think one game was what I was expecting, so I'm, I'm feeling like Nostradamus on that one. I just feel like I don't think it was a such a blatant thing that deserved this major thing. I think what happened was he, he did cross-check him in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of guys don't always lose their edge like that and go into the boards like Kadri did. I think Kadri just was caught at the wrong angle. I don't think it was that big of a massive cross-check where it was like, boom, you know, just... Um, but it was a penalty. It was worth a suspension. You, they say every game you're suspended for in the playoffs is worth three in the regular okay. season. So I think this is basically what is right. And I think, though, here's what I'm thinking is a good optimistic sign about this for the Avs. I think the NHL already knows how long Cadre's going to be out. And I think if they think he's going to come back for game one or the finals, cup finals, assuming they get that far, yeah. then they're going to give it a lighter sentence. If they, if, if, if Jared Bednar had come out and said he's out for the rest of the season... We'll see. That's probably his last game in an Avalanche uniform, maybe. Free agent, what I'm saying. So you think you think that based I think there's on something there? Okay. I do. I do. I believe the, there's enough politics in the NHL front office and, and all that stuff to say. All right, we know Kadri's going to come back for the finals. It wasn't that blatant of a thing. It was an injury. He got hurt. It was a penalty. Five minute major. He gets one game. Well, now the whole vibe is that it's a broken thumb. Yeah. Um, and I know some people thought it might have been a wrist. Or, or, well, I mean, people probably thought initially it was a concussion, right? I mean, that makes sense. So now we're talking about perhaps a thumb. Um, Bednar was asked about it. He, of course, didn't yeah. say anything. But, they, you know, they did uh, with, with um, Sam Gerard. They came out right away. And That's they, because he was out for the year. 
That's okay, why. But so maybe that's maybe that's you're right. Why I think that oh, I don't go. think he is out for the year. Okay. So, I think they would have said that if they knew it. Okay. That that's what I was. If that's it is what a broken thumb, too. right thumb. Uh, he was seen with a cast on his right hand last night by people I know. I didn't see it. I wasn't there to see it. But so okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what can happen. I mean, I don't know what it's like to play with a broken thumb playing hockey. It's probably pretty hard, you know. But it's not a shooting hand if it's the right thumb. Yeah. I would think maybe you can shoot that thing up with a lot of Novocaine. Okay. Maybe put a splint on it. And maybe you can go out there and, and play 75% and still be a pretty good player. Yeah, I think I think the fact that they just didn't come out and say it today is probably a good sign. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you there. And I think they need to do that if they know that's the truth. Like, I think they can't just play games like that, you know. I mean, I, you can play a lot of games in the NHL, but if you know he's out for, you know, three months, you got to say it. Right? You're not doing anybody yes. any favors. Yeah. Yeah, what's the point? So. Well, I think it's going to be critical for, you know, the apps to really close it up on Monday. Give them that extra time. Re, you know, reassess everything. Um, really go into, you know, take that break as needed. Obviously, a lot of the guys are going to need it. Um, I think it's going to be important for, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. beat up all of a sudden, aren't well, they? Well, the best yeah. thing that happened to the Avs tonight was the Tampa Bay winning game three. Now we've got at least another few days of rest for the Avs if they sweep tomorrow. Well, let me ask you this. is um, is Are the cup finals starting on the 16th no matter what? Or or do the, the cup finals matter in terms of what the series are all about? Meaning they're flexible. I'm hearing the series starts no matter what on June 18th. So you can on take June that 18. as a scoop oh. from Adrian Data right now. All right, all right. So June no matter 18, what? No matter what. Okay, so it kind of doesn't matter what happens in the, the Tampa series, so, I so, so, yeah, that's significant. I mean, we've got 13 days till that starts. Um, so Kadri, I think, can heal up by then. Okay, I mean, all right. Thumb. All right, Dr. Dater, we'll take your, we'll take your mean, word for it. If that's wrong, I'm going to go back and erase that part of the podcast <laughs> faster than you can uh, Saints whisper, but... Uh, yeah. But listen, it's he's an important guy, don't you? I mean, yeah. critical. Second and now, line center who wins faceoffs and Miko's going to play center. I think we all. Think. I think so too, and I think that's the right decision. Okay. Um, you I want to explain that? That was the next question I'd had for you guys. Okay. I think Miko has played some center. I think that makes the most sense. You put Lekkinen back on yeah. top, right wing, first line. Landy, Mac, Lekkinen. Oh, okay. Um, so put Val down with uh, Val back. With Miko. Miko, and then right wing, I guess, is Newhook uh, right now. I guess that's a little undetermined. I mean, I think Andre Burakovsky, whether he could play, we can say this on the pod. We just saw Andre <laughs> sitting next to us in this restaurant over here. So, uh, he looks all right. Andre looked good to me. Handsome fellow, like that's spirit. for sure. Handsome fellow. <laughs> sitting, he was sitting with Bo Byram. We can yep. say that, too. You know, it's not off the record. Um, having seen, a nice he, lunch. He, he, did it, skate, he did skate this he morning. He today. He didn't look very dynamic on his skates, but he was out there. Yeah, well, yeah. That's I'm going to bet, though, he does not play tomorrow. They don't need to win this game, let's not forget. Right, right, they don't right. have to win. They don't right. have to win the next three. So would you play McDermott? <laughs> um, I've sort of <laughs> waffled on that. I don't know. I think that... Um, you play Magna if you want. <laughs> I think that sends a message like, we're out to, you know... Event. I don't know. I think They're pretty beat up right now. I think. Yeah, I know. Kubel you know, is not even on the trip. I don't think. No, I he's see, here. Oh, he is here. Okay, here, I didn't see that. I didn't see it. Not, he's, so Kubel's out. Burakovsky's hurt. Now Kadri's hurt. Yeah. 
I mean, they need to plug some guys in, whether it's McDermott or someone else. So right. Whether they want to or not, I mean, I mean whether they're sending the message thing about McDermott, I, which I think is a totally unfair stigma that he has. I do, too. And, and I don't think it even – I think it's nice if things got that way. But, but seriously, with these injuries – and, and knowing what's on the line for the game, you just might need a body out there to just it's be not okay. Like this guy is a complete stiff. I mean, he got no. better as the season went I mean, Jack along. Jack, Jack, scored Jack, a goal. How, how many minutes did Jack Johnson play? I think he only played like eight, nine, eight, eight or nine yeah. last night. Yeah, Kelsey, I read Kelsey's grade this morning, and that was what what she said he played. I, yeah, you I can't didn't. tell me McDermott can't be out there for seven, eight minutes. He'd be fine. Absolutely. More than fine. Or if, as a forward. He doesn't need to be a D-man. Play him as a fourth-line forward. Give a guy like, you know, um... Wait a second! Don't, but you don't want to mess with that line, do you? I guess not. You're right. <laughs> I was just saying. I was just thinking. Who are you going to scratch in that fourth line that's been brilliant the last few games? O'Connor and uh, uh, yeah. No, I guess not. Hell, I guess you'd you have to play him as a. Maybe they go eleven forward, seven D. That's a possibility. Do, you could do that. You could do that. Anyway, I think Curtis should be in here. By the way, he was in this restaurant too earlier. We're in the um, spot, huh? Well, Joey, Joey, big shout out here for Joey's Bell Tower, right next to Rogers Place. Yeah, when you get when you get to casually get to Edmonton, the next time <laughs> our listener, your listeners, are your how did happen you, to be in Edmonton? You know, stop by. I know because 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 I was involved in this transaction. Kelsey flew into Calgary and took a three hour bus, just like I did. The next day. How did you get here? Here's a direct flight. There's a United flight that leaves. Not when I checked. They were all sold out. Sorry. I can't. Uh, that's, uh, so who's that on? D-Mac took my spot is what you're saying. D-Mac took your spot. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. Jesus. Unbelievable. When I looked at flights to Edmonton, there were two stops each. One in Vancouver, one in Seattle. Or, and so no, and it was like sixteen hundred dollars. Well, I think the flight to Calgary was eight hundred, and I'm yeah, like, no, it's, it's normally that's outrageous to me, but I'm like, all right, what a bargain. We got on it pretty quick. I, it wasn't, <laughs> and I had nothing to do with it. But our, our program director Raj, Raj Sharan, great did, guy. Did, Thank uh, you, Raj. He was on it like, he was on it like right away, and and wow. and then our debate. You didn't even have to book it. Right, no, I don't have to do anything. I'm a spoiled baby. So spoiled. No, I'm a brat. Spoiled um, brat. Yeah, I actually had people helping me. You're the most entitled man I've ever met. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I'm a lucky dog. You didn't even pay for this dinner. No, I'm just kidding. You, just you, kidding. you, you, I'm you just bet kidding. that's right. I'm just kidding. This is on you. This has been on my pleasure. This, my pleasure. Um, if you come on my podcast, my rule is I pay for everything. So well, okay. Go. I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> Uh, there, there was there was consideration of just staying here, by the way, because right. it might have been it's relatively cheaper instead of flying back and forth. I just right. don't think it goes six games. Do you? I don't either. No, I think it ends tomorrow. By the way, we should mention this: we may be staying here another five to ten days if we all test positive for COVID nineteen. What are you doing? You're, you're jinxing us. What are you doing? This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tower. Okay, I admit it. Before the men in McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus-minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Nay on the whole intro-web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the men and Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. Anyway, all right. Next question on the pod. Um... Yes. Darcy Kemper. Yes. What about him? You're right. That's not Betsy. Boy, it does look like him, though, from a distance. <laughs> Come on. He does have a brother, you know. 
Okay. Jason, Jason, who looks a lot like him. That could be him. I bet he has a sister, too. <laughs> I, I bet know. he has a mother. He might have a father. I'm I don't know. I'm shocked he... that I saw the guy. Like, there's Jared Bender. There's two, uh, there's two people in robes, also, by the way, across the street. So, yeah, we're having fun in Edmonton. Um, so, Darcy Kemper, if yeah. he's healthy or not, he doesn't play, right? We go with Frankie. Oh, Dramatic pause. Um, well, here, let me let me go through this then. They have been so supportive of Darcy Kemper the whole year. I think if he's healthy, he goes. Really? Wow. Well, I mean, you gotta I'll just. One more, and I'll take a check. Oh, you want? You guys want dessert? No, yeah, I'm please. good. I'm good. You sure? I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'll have one more, and then we'll go. Um, I'm taking an Uber back to my hotel, so that'll, that'll be edited out by. Okay. <laughs> Dar, Dar, I, I would be surprised. Um, based on how much they've supported him to change now. I think Frankie's played fine. Listen, that's a different question, what I think they'll do and what I would do, okay? okay. It's it's two different things. And I get caught in this doing my talk show all the time, and people say, well, when you say what you think is going to happen, they automatically assume that's your own personal opinion. I personally advocated for Frankie to start in Game 6 against St. Louis because I didn't that's think right, you did. I, I didn't think Darcy was right. That's right. And I remember arguing with you about that. Well, there you go. It was there a fun go. little debate. Yeah. But um, for the same reason that I listen, you're you're riding a hot hand, but can you really imagine Darcy sitting on the bench, healthy, watching Frankie play in the playoffs? Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, he's lost. He's a, he was the one A starter who lost his job, and now he sits for a few. I mean, it's a hot goalie. Even Bednar said that he would go with the hot goalies. Um, you know, whenever that happens, you know, um, Darcy hasn't been good enough though to get that job back. That's the problem for him, right? This kind of reminds me of not to switch sports here, but the Broncos. Peyton Manning sat on the bench. You know, Brock Osweiler is a starter. I mean, to me, you got to stick with the hot hand. I think the team has been playing well. I think. Yeah, but as know, soon as things, things went poorly, Peyton came in and they benched Brock. I do. I do think they, 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 Frankie's on a short leash. You know, I think. Yeah, you know, we all a couple, knew Peyton was getting that job back. Come <laughs> on. I, I think maybe that's how you ease maybe, you know, Darcy back into it. You know? All right, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Look, they're going to beat. Edmonton, right? They're going to win this series. So now you're looking at Tampa or New York. You tell me. You tell me which goalie gives you the best chance to beat the Rangers or the Lightning. And that's really the answer to your question. That's the. By the way, Darcy's definitely not going to play tomorrow or uh, play on Game Four, wherever this comes out. Sorry, don't know. Tonight. Oh, tonight. Okay, yep. so he's not playing tomorrow. Um, period. Right. We know that. So maybe. I we, guess that was my question, though. If he is healthy, would you put him? No, and he's not going to be healthy, by the way. Um, We would have seen more evidence of it today than we did. Uh, We just didn't see that evidence. He's not going to. He's not going to go. So it's really not a question. I agree with you. So the real question is about the the Stanley Cup final. That's what you do. But we're going to have two weeks to, or geez, I mean, how much time? We're going to have some time. I think it's June 18th. It starts. That's what I've been told. That's crazy time off. um, I know. I know. Now. that's what I've been told. I I didn't quite believe that. It didn't make sense to me either. But that's what I've been told. You know, I think the last day they want to play is, um, you know, like G- July 1st. So That's wild. Um, oh, my gosh. That's you insane. know, it's the fifth now, though. So um, this series goes two more days. The other series. 
Yeah, it's still a long time. You're right. I I don't know. I you might know, be I wrong think, on that, but that's what I swear to God I've been told. It's like June 18th by people in the broadcast business who told me this. So is, I don't know. does Darcy have the confidence? Well, first of all, what's the injury? What's the mental state? What's going on? Oh, man. I and we don't know, know on that. We don't know. Um, it's I not a concussion. Don't wanna, I, I don't know that it wasn't. You know, concussions can lift after a day or two, right? It's possible. You travel to Edmonton and you get in gear and you're training. You don't do that if you're still recovering from a Although concussion. That, it depends on the severity of the concussion, too. Maybe you're still in gear? You're taking pucks? You're out, yeah. you know, come on. No I, way. I, I'm sorry I'm, I'm been a, not a very good insider on that question about Darcy Kemper's injury, but... Um, and I've, I've sort of scaled back a little bit personally in my, uh, in, you know, um, detective thing about injuries because it's almost like it can't win. If I know what it is and I report it, then I'm sort of invading their right. privacy and right. screwing up the team. Or if I don't, then I'm the, you know, the fans it, are mad at me because I don't know everything. But it's always so interesting. like, I can't win on that. It's always interesting how things are treated, though, and what yeah. when you put the clues together. Like, I mean... Darcy takes himself out of the game. But when he took himself out of the game, it was enough time. Do we really know he took himself out well, of the game? That's what they though? said. I don't know if those reports are accurate. That's I don't know about that. Wow. All right. Well, I think it went in between periods, and they looked at him, and they said, all right, he's not quite there yet, you know, and so we're taking him out. I don't well, think Darcy Kemper had the power to just take himself out of the game. The, well, I mean, the, that's what they said. They Well, and, and they said. That, that, I thought those reports were. You think he got best. yanked? You think he got pulled yeah, in the middle of the period? Yeah, maybe because he wasn't playing well, first of all. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, well, okay. I mean... I don't think Ben and I was a big fan of Darcy Kemper at that point in the hockey game. I mean, he let in some bad goals, and it was it was, it was getting out of hand. So you think, you think during the power play they told Darcy you're coming out and we're I getting Frankie ready? I don't know Frankie about ready? that one. I, I think there may have been a delay there somehow. Because Frankie a, got that's ready. That's the gray part. Frankie yeah, you're was, right. Frankie you're right. No, there's ready. a gray area there I don't know all the answers to yet. I suppose I will know when the playoffs are Because it wasn't a typical, like Mike Smith just got pulled. Like, he gave up the sixth goal. Right. He stood right. there. Right. They're like, yep, you're out. I think there's wait. a gray area here. Yeah, and, and, and Darcy wasn't the same way. Right. Anyways, if we put that together, yeah. he comes out. Um, Frankie gives up three goals. It's yeah. not like he was three. on fire. No. And uh, and then Frankie has the game of his life, kind of. He only uh, 24 saves. Right, and only 11 saves in the second and third period combined. Right. So it's not like there was – it really was yeah. – one of the better, if not the best, defensive performances the Avs have had all year. Do you think Frankie... I thought Frankie was really good at the end last night in a way that just suggested his body language was good. He didn't have to make a ton of 10-bell saves, but he made some... He looked confident. Well, I, he, that's made what the glove, I he made the glove save on McDavid. He did. He dropped the puck out of the out of his glove, which I, I think his glove hand is still a little weak. Edmonton didn't capitalize on the rebound. Uh, you know what? Um... Frankie let in a really horrible goal to make a 2-2, but otherwise, you know, he let in only, you know, two goals in the whole hockey game. You know, you know that works. That's all you need on this all right, team. let me ask you guys this. <laughs> Can you win the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer? The answer was yes. Can you win the, the Stanley Cup with just mediocre goaltending? And I think, or, or average, or even slightly above average, meaning you don't have to be a superstar. And I think with this Avalanche team, I think the yes. answer is yes. So, so maybe we're hemming and hawing about something that doesn't even all, all that matter. How many games has been in a row? I think they've scored four goals or more. I mean, it's been a few games now. So you just have to keep the team under four goals. You, you win go. the hockey game. 
You know, that used to be the old rap on Chris Osgood of the Red Wings. You know, oh, this guy can't win. He's a bad goalie. But he didn't have to be a great goalie to win on those, some of those Red Wings teams. And he was a good goalie, by the way. I, I know Chris Osgood. Chris, if you're listening, you're a great guy and a great goalie. So, uh, But uh, speaking of Av- Red Wings, real quick plug. Uh, Avalanche, Red Wings, ESPN documentary on the rivalry. I think it's supposed to start June 21st. Uh, don't take that as gospel. It might be a day or two. Are Otherwise, you in it? I'm in it. I nice. did a I did a three hour interview for it. That's so, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. I think I'm going to be in it. I'm like the media expert in the in the document. Uh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Um, so yeah, you might see a lot of my ugly mug on that. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, it's going to be really good. My appearance notwithstanding, they've got all the big names who yeah. sat for interviews with it. Wah, who's very tough to get for an interview, by the way, I these bet. days. Very tough. I bet. He sat for it, Sackett, Forsberg, Shanahan, Vernon, Iserman, you know, down the line, everybody sat for it. Konstantinov, right? Foot. Konstantinov right. sat for it. Right. Great line to end their trailer. Yeah. Yes, what did you like best about the Avalanche Red Wing Rebels? Beat them. <laughs> that was great. I mean, this is going to be good, folks. And trust me, it's not because I'm in it, because the producer who I know is not, God's name is John Minton, ESPN producer has done an inexhaustible job oh, getting awesome. this thing done. Oh, so, exciting, I mean, man. they're still working on it right as we speak, probably. It's going to be really good. Old Avalanche fans, new Avalanche fans, yeah. you're going to see the history of a great rivalry that is unmatched, really, in hockey history, I think, and pro sports history in some ways. So. Yeah, we have another fun, like, storyline here, and that's uh, Joe Sackett, Ken Holland, as <laughs> yeah. uh, GMs. And I you, know. you would know better about that relationship, I suppose, too, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, they weren't competitors so much back Ken Holland didn't really really come into the rivalry to like 2002 um, okay. as a GM I don't believe I think he might have been the GM the year before but uh, yeah anyway but he's still part of it too yeah you're right Ken Holland versus Joe Sack how about the next series if we get that far Joe Sackett versus Chris, Chris Drury. Drury oh my god that's right I didn't uh, think of that. they were roommates together that's fantastic back in Drury's rookie year I didn't Sackett even think of that was the you're roommate. Right. That's great. So Drury had to be like Joe's gopher for everything. Uh, you know, what channel do you want, Joe? That was Drury's job. You got to order the room service and pay a sign for it. That was Drury's job. Um, Joe, you know, that's going to be a good story. Uh, oh, see? I'm excited Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. It's going to be a good wood. story. I'm hitting my head right here, folks. Uh, let's wrap this up here in a few more rounds. Quick quick question. See, Mac, I want to ask you this before we go, though. You're such a, you know, you're the biggest name in Denver radio. You are. You're the biggest name in Denver sports radio. You're the ratings leader for the fan. Yeah. Um, you've Keep been going. here a long time. <laughs> you are, uh, every street you walk on is paved with gold, right? There you it go. just turns gold. There you go. Um, you know, so just being me in your presence has illuminated me wow. to such confidence wow. levels that I've never experienced. But <laughs> so many people that I know, young kids, want to ask what I do. But I get more questions about how do I get into broadcasting more. Because yeah. that's really where people want to go these days. It's not writing anymore. There's no money in writing. Even though it's a good skill. And we talked about this earlier. It's a good skill to have. And I'm glad to have it. But broadcasting. I mean, everybody wants to be on ESPN, run the radio, have a take. Know, be the guy with the. What is your advice to these kids listening right now to get a job in the business? Let's just start off with the basics to get a job in the broadcast business. Radio well, I guess my my overall advice with that is, you have to embrace whatever the day itself presents, and you have to do the best that you can with that particular day. 
for me, um, being a, a, a host is about taking whatever knowledge you can ascertain and then present it in an entertaining but knowledgeable fashion. So that's what it means to me. So it's, it's building by bricks, one brick at a time. So today, let's just take today for an example. Today, to me, to get the full story, I needed to be at the Edmonton practice. I needed to listen to the, the Edmonton practice, not just the ass practice, the Edmonton practice. So all you have to really do is think about the day. All right, the day starts here. I got to be here, be there on time, pay attention, um, take note of things, ask questions when you have appropriate questions, and just keep following that process. And meanwhile, be attuned to how the changing industry of broadcasting is actually existing. We're doing a podcast. We're sitting here at a lovely table. We're having a nice conversation. Well, we wouldn't be doing something like this, what, 10 years ago or something like that. So don't be don't be an old fogey. Don't get caught into... Uh, what I do now didn't even exist, Adrian. When I wanted to get into radio, there was no such thing as like sports talk radio or podcast. So I'm engaged in an industry right now actively that literally didn't exist when I first thought about getting into it. So embrace the day, do the best you can with it, build slowly, and don't be a prisoner of old paradigms. Be open to whatever is new. And my, my last suggestion would be tell a great story. I'm, I'm a strong, I'm not a big ex, I know my X's and O's, but I'd rather know what the story is because I find that more compelling. That's what I like the most, and I think if you embrace that, you'll be a good storyteller. If you're a good storyteller to me, you're a good broadcaster. Well said, well said. Kelsey, you have gotten a foothold in this industry more this year, but you, you worked as an intern with DMAC, and uh, you know, so you, you went to school for journalism, you have a journalism degree. Um, this is your first year covering a team, though, sort of on the regular. Uh, you've done a great job. You're here in Edmonton, you know, and I wouldn't do that lightly if you hadn't earned your stripes. What have you learned, though, since you started probably last year to now? And what, what advice would you give to prospective people who want to do more, let's say, in the writing slash digital world of digital journalism now? Definitely. I think, you know, what I learned is, first off, just never never give up on that dream. I, you know, saw an opportunity and thought, why not? Why not me? Why not see what happens? And don't be afraid of of a no. I've been told no a million times in my life, you know, and just seize every opportunity you get. No job is too small and no job is too big. You can, who knows? You could end up in Edmonton in the Western Conference Finals. I know, um, right? It's incredible, and I think, you know... You can't, that's a great thing. You can't take this memory away. It'll never be taken away. I mean... We were talking about that earlier. Memories are what you're really yeah. going to value in the end, right? You, know, you, you were there, you got the press pass, you're here, and it's all, that's what's going to be really valuable, along with, you know... Absolutely. I think my writing, you know, practice makes perfect. And I think that comes back from just being a sports-minded person. You know, when I stepped on the ice for the first time, I was not a good goalie. But, you know, those repetitions, that practice, you know, D-Max taking me under his wing and has always been such a great, you know, advocate for me. And learning from him, watching, you know, him as well has just turned out to be this, you know, incredible experience. Who would have thought the, the start of the season, you know, we'd be here in Edmonton. Who would have thought? You know, I know, that's out. what I that's love crazy. about life, you know. You just, you don't know until you venture something. Yeah. You know, no, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Great saying, old saying. No, it's... You, you hit me with an email where I was looking for someone, and I'm like, all right, this sounds good. I emailed back. You know, there's that something happened. You know, so there crazy you go. I mean, if, if you didn't send that email, nothing would have happened. And, and if the answer would have been no it would have 
on to the next thing. You know, life's about adventures and just to keep trying and yeah, here we are. I mean, it's unbelievable. And When I came to Denver off the boat from New Hampshire, no job, <laughs> no friends. Is that how you get from New Hampshire to Denver, a boat? Well, almost. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That was Where such... do I catch that ferry, by the way? Where yeah, I Manchester, know. It's, uh, where it's where right about the bridge in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's right up in that land in Idaho, each front property you want to buy from me uh, later. I um, Yeah, no, I had no friends, no job, nothing. I got laid off from a newspaper in New Hampshire. Decided to move to Denver because I had visited Colorado the year before, so I had an idea. But called. anyway, long story short, no friends, no job. Um, just knocked on a lot of doors, took some bad jobs for a while. Uh, I remember as a bill collector for a trash company for a temp agency. It's called Job the Job Store. Remember that old company? Uh, so my job was to call people and tell them their trash bills were overdue. Or all, and, that's a fun job. And that was a fun oh, job. That was a really man. fun job. I loved the that's feedback I got from customers. <laughs> it was, that was the best part. Was the good, good vibes I got. Um, knock on doors, knocked on doors, and uh, eventually I got a call to come take high school scores over the phone for the Denver Post, seven bucks an hour. You know, fourteen hours a week, something like that. Crazy. I love it. I'll take it. I'm yeah. in the door of the Denver Post. Just. Yeah. Keep building from there, you know, one step after the other. Four years later, I was covering the Avs on on their team plane. Crazy, right? How did that happen? How'd that How happen? did that happen? How'd... I'm you on the plane with Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick, playing cards with them, drinking beer. We're going on a road trip in Montreal. How does that happen? Because it's one thing at a time. It's not overnight. You built it. You built it one but, brick at a time. There some lonely, awful nights in, in that time. But yeah, yeah, I guess I never quite gave up either on the dream. Um, now, the next story, the next podcast will be like, what happens when you get to that dream and you realize, oh, uh, oh there's a lot of shit you got to deal with, too. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever gives you the advice, like, <laughs> later on. Every, yeah. the, all, the, all, the, all, all the advice yeah. is always about getting the job. It's right. never about getting... What happens after? Yeah. That's, that's another segment. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, once you enter your 50s, nobody yeah. gives a crap about yeah, you, no. period. There's once no more dreams. Once you're 57 and you can't remember the names, yeah. players' names in the lineup like I am right we're now. We're just like, we're just hanging on this bare survival. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're like, we are like thrown overboard with just tugging onto that rope. But it's okay. You know, it's funny. There's a great line in the, the show, The Office, where Andy Bernard says, I wish somebody would tell you you're having the best of times yeah. while they're while happening. They're happening. And it's so like, true. okay. That's so true. Man, that's so such maybe a... maybe we are having the best of times right here, so. right now. So. Maybe it's happening I right now. So. I mean, I, I think it is. I don't know about you guys, but I mean... Um, well, okay. Um, no. Let's see. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals 2001... Uh, Having beers with Ray Bork after they won the cup. That that's was probably awesome. that Where was, was that? That was fun. Chop House? That was a Chop House. Chop House. That's great. That used to be whatever. Yeah. Old, old joke here. But Eric Messe used to be an Avalanche player, right? French-Canadian. So after every game, they'd always want to know where they're going after the game. is always Chop House, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eric Messe would always be, say to the Bristol boys, Chop House. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I say to my wife every time. Every time we go there. Uh, guys, this is a great podcast. Uh, let's call quits here. We went 12 minutes over what I said we would. Uh, oh, my gosh. Boy, it was great, though. Um, D-Mac, Darren McKee, 104.3 The Fan, the voice of Denver sports. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you, D-Mac, for all of this. Uh, it's been a great interacting with you all year as a fan insider, even though I didn't have a lot of insider knowledge the last couple of days, maybe on the Darcy Kemper interview, which I take seriously, by the way. I hate not knowing everything. That's my thing. I'm, like, very obsessive about everything. So, 
Kelsey Hammond, though, it was great to have you. The first time here, uh, you know, I don't. I feel like you're sort of in a whirlwind still here. You only got here yesterday, and uh, first time you've been on a road trip. So thank you for being here, though, and doing all this. Uh, you've done a great job, by the way. So I want to say that. Um, it's been fun. I think you want some sleep, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say no to a good nap at this point. But you know, I told you, though, last night, sleep, I said, my boss used to always say, you'll sleep when you're dead. And that's, you know. Yeah. Well, we got to rest up because we got a big day tomorrow. And we're we going to crush that. Morning skates, everything. <laughs> all that. We'll get to it all. And, uh, yeah. and Kelsey will put her back on the sled dog. Uh, to, to Calgary or however, however I forgot to tell you here. she's a uh, master I did a rod sled champion good so, uh, good Kelsey Hammond Susan nice Butcher hobby. Yeah, Kelsey no you could no be good deal. at that I'm sure <laughs> you're a dog lover which we there should have go. mentioned yeah there you're not. rescue dogs yeah. you should be an I did a rod champion I'm more of the fat and lazy kind of dogs uh, they're not very active. Uh, I see you as a great champion of Iditarod dogs, though. I don't think you'd be cruel enough, though, to win an actual Iditarod. No. You have to slash those dogs pretty hard sometimes. Nope. I'll stick to the bulldogs. The bulldogs. Dogs. How's the bulldogs doing, by the way? They're good. good. They're good. good. Okay, yeah. good. DLC is a very... Uh, she rescues dogs, and uh, she's got two great... Two? Two bulldogs. bulldogs. Two bulldogs. What's their names again? Uh, Groot and Buttons. Right. Shout out to you, too. Thanks. Get some sleep, Bulldogs, in, in lieu of Kelsey getting hers. All right, guys, thanks so much. Colorado, Colorado Hockey Now is the website. Thank you so much for your patronage. Thank you for the tip jar don donations. That's helped fund some of this, including this dinner. Um, thank you so much. $5 off to the podcast listener here who throws in the promo code numeral 5 off, 5 off in the checkout box. I get you $29.99 down to $24.99. Thanks so much for your patronage. Guys, thanks so much. I'm going to say goodnight on all your behalf here. We'll see you later this week, folks, for more podcasts. Avalanche Stanley Cup Final Preview Podcast, I hope. Knock on wood. I'm hitting my head right now as we sign up. Thanks, guys.